0: You're listening to the Birdie Dad Podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor.
1: This is Jared, Brian, and Trevor. You are listening because you're obsessed with golf like us, and maybe you got kids at home that are challenging you just like us. Trevor, Brian, you guys got kids challenging you these days? Yes, definitely.
0: We got a three-year-old that doesn't want to stay in bed. So it gets out at all times of the night, even
2: at 1 a.m. It's it's been a challenge with that. I'm on the other end, actually. I've got one kid that's out at a camp all week, which is the first time she's been gone from the house, away from us, uh, ever. So this is this is huge. It's the first step. She's going to come back with a teenage attitude, and we're we're excited to deal with that. So
1: only one kid out not both kids out
2: well so the other one um is not old enough you have to be 10 to to do the overnight at the camp the summer camp so
1: i was just thinking like you start singing some brown chicken brown cow and Uh, you know you got both kids out of the house
0: yeah no we're not that lucky jared we're not that lucky. two kids out two kids out making
1: a third how is it going how is it going from two down to one is it life easier
2: yeah, you know, I I only had to take one to gymnastics and not one to, an, you know, another camp, so it was easier, it was much easier uh, uh, shuttle schedule, I guess, so far this week.
1: Brian, do you guys do, with the the one getting out of bed, do you guys do the red light, green light, alarm clock?
0: Yeah, we have that, and it doesn't work. I mean, what? I it's... You can't violate the lights. I know, we're trying to get, I, I guess the second one, it's the second one, so he doesn't care about rules, he like oh. mom and dad, he tries to egg us on and get us to laugh. And so he thinks it's a comedy routine in the middle of the night. It's, it's just not working for us.
1: <laughs> like what's his best act he's brought in? He's just, Is he too like, does he do the yelling or singing? Has he done anything?
0: <laughs> oh, I, my favorite is when he comes out of his room and you catch him and you're like, buddy, what do you need? And he's like, uh, and sits there and literally thinks for about 15 seconds all of an excuse, anything, and and all of a sudden he settles on something. And there's like, I just need a hug. <laughs> you're oh, like, come on, man, <laughs> like, get back in bed.
1: <laughs> King is stalling then. Yeah. He's... Yeah. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about changing tee boxes, uh, or at least how you play them, and we explore, you know, what's going on with our golf journey. Really, what's changed over the past year? So, I, I first I wanted to start off, you guys, with a little dad wisdom aside from the sleep habits and think back how were you guys taught about your opponents when you played like and how do you teach your kids Trevor your girls are in the athletics what were you taught about your how to treat your opponents or think about your opponents
2: i mean you know it's always that you guys are all athletes you guys are kind of trying to do your best in a competitive nature you know but i just the fact that you want to respect your your playing partners you know you don't want to i guess as it comes to golf walk through their line or talk in their backswing you want to be respectful of allowing them to do their potential their best because you want to beat their best as well so you don't want to give them any excuse not to be playing at their best i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of what i think of cool
0: all right yeah So for me um opponents i was a, in an individual sport so i was a swimmer um all the way through college and um it wasn't necessarily about my opponents cuz like there's nothing that like a team can do to help you out or get you out of a a bad time or a bad swim. So it's all up to you. So it was more, I don't know, in, into whatever I could do. And so treating your opponents, like I I would never talk crap to my opponents because if their time was better than mine, it was better than mine. (laughs) Like, that's just how how it was. It wasn't a circumstance. It wasn't wind. It wasn't anything else. It was just, um, you know, it was my bad. So I don't know. I, I never really had that concept of opponents. And I think I take that to the golf game too is, is, you know, I, I have trouble with it like I have trouble w- when I have an opponent because I always just try to focus on myself what I'm doing
1: yeah I bring it up because I was watching I, well, I was doing some reading about you know teamwork and opponents and whatnot and it was really kind of stressing that message that you guys say like view your opponent as somebody who's gonna take you to that level and I was watching the Olympics the mm-hmm. 400 men's hurdles and that, to me, was like the epitome of two opponents that pushed each other. So if you didn't watch that race, that record was, what, 28 years old? And the guy from Norway versus Benjamin from the United States. And to see those guys push each other through that race was awesome. And then they ended up both breaking, not only just one guy, both of them broke the record as they pushed each other through that race. And then the Norway guy wins it, of course. But the race itself, it just shows, like, You take that opponent and you treat them as someone who's gonna lift you up and you you know we can all agree I guarantee that running solo neither of them are gonna break that record but you know side by side they end up both breaking that record and then the Norway one guy stands which did you guys see that race at all in the Olympics I did not did not Oh, you guys got to see that that one's that one's pretty awesome Uh, great race the 400 men's hurdles the announcers were like Guys can't even run a 400 without hurdles that fast. And they just <laughs> ran it with hurdles. I think it was under 46 seconds for a full lap, which is insane. An wow. insane time. That is crazy. So, yeah, a little dad wisdom. So, teach your kids to view the opponent as someone who's going to lift them up and not someone to take down or to beat. It's, you know, side by side pretty much. And speaking of golf, so Brian, you played in a tournament and we were talking about this before the show. You had a little tournament this weekend, right?
0: Full- on tournament, yeah, it was uh, like a city amateur tournament, so it wasn't just a fun charity tournament, which I appreciate more um, now that I've gone through the full rigor of a individual competitive uh, tournament, yes, so I, I did I didn't do do well,
2: but um, <laughs> at the same time uh, it was a learning experience for sure. What was the thing that you that caught you off guard the most I guess what what were you caught off guard by?
0: Oh, I was talking to Jared before and um, sorry, Trevor, you weren't involved in that conversation cause you're yeah. moving. So you're living out of boxes right now. Uh, I right. apologize for that. But, yeah. um, yeah, it was the fact that I got the tee sheet ahead of time and I was ready to play the blue tees. That was my handicap. It was, that's the group I was going to be in. I was going to be in the third flight and all that kind of stuff. But apparently there were some late entries, uh, like the night before, and it bumped me up actually into the second flight, uh, for the tournament. And so when I showed up, I get, uh, my official scorecard from the uh, starter and he's like, okay, Brian, you're going to be playing the black tees, the tips. <laughs> and that just threw me oh, completely at it. I was like, what, excuse me? How, like, how's it, how's this work? And, um, so a little bit confusion on the first tee and, um, I think that was the biggest jump for me was I was preparing my mindset for one set of tees and I got thrown to the back and, um, competing against a whole another set of people too. So, um, you know, my handicap going in was a, um, 10, seven. And, um, I was competing at that point. I thought I was competing. Like I was going to be the low end of the handicap range at 10, seven or 11 to all the way up to I think it was like a 20 handicap. So I thought I was going to be competing against those guys. Um, But then it jumped me up. So I was competing against uh, people that were uh, three handicaps and and above. And so that really kind of
2: mentally, I just didn't recover. That, that (laughs) that. That instilled doubt in your mind immediately before you even hit the first ball off the tee. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm the worst golfer out here.
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was thinking as soon as I teed off.
2: Yeah, that's not going to so, end well if you're thinking that on the no, first tee. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So, yeah. Was, so if you, for
1: guys that have never played in a tournament, you talk about these flights, explain that if you've if you've never entered like a legit tournament where they got you in flights.
0: Yeah. So the flights are intended to be pools of prize money, right? So um, you're not going to have the, you know. Plus handicaps, the guys that are you know potentially tour players uh, playing against people that are ten handicaps, right? So you try to kind of chunk them up into into different categories, and so um, it's hard, I know, for tournament officials to really get it right, but um, they have to make a cutoff somewhere. So so they decide like, okay, it's going to be in the championship flight, it'll be anybody that's like a plus handicap to uh, um, you know a, a minus three handicap. Right, and all those guys play in one group together, um, and they compete against each other. And then you have the um, another handicap level of like four to ten, right? Handicap mm-hmm. indexes, right? And so those guys play against each other for a prize pool. And then you have um, eleven and up play against each other um, for a prize pool. So it's just a way to kind of break it out so that. Um, you don't have such a disparity between um, people playing and everybody can kind of compete on a fair level with each other.
1: Mm -hmm. So you did not, you weren't happy with the final, the final score. I mean, I don't know if you want to get, I don't know if you really want to get into it, but you just, you weren't thrilled with that.
0: So I started and I actually kind of did okay um, on the front nine, my first nine holes. So this is a 36 hole tournament. So um, 18 holes one day, 18 holes the next day, the first nine I play and I, I shot a 41. And I was like, oh, this is going to be okay. Yeah, I, like we're playing. I can manage okay. this. Like, yeah, we're yeah. playing. And with my handicap, like I'll get net, will be adjusted down and, and I'll be competitive. Um, and then I got a couple of T boxes on the back nine that were just the angles weren't right. It was um, just a different club than I probably would have played from the up T box from the blues, right? And um, I was left a little bit longer coming into the green than, than I would have been from the blues and it just kind of screwed me up. So, um, I ended up, uh, 41 to a 53 guys, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how, how different is that on a mm-hmm. nine to nine? Like that's just, that's all mental right there. So yeah, I just got screwed up that way. So yeah, from the get go, even net adjusted. Um, I was out of it after the first round. So uh, that was, that was
1: a bummer. Did, you, did okay. you play the second round or did you, get like a contact issue and, and yeah it's yeah
0: jared i mean you appreciate this i was you know as cheap dad like i paid for it <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna play the second round oh, but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but but that was the difference in the second round is um i was out of it so i just kind of played it just
2: to just to play it so it wasn't wasn't a fun round i would say yeah i haven't i have not played in these two-day amateur tournaments and so i guess run run me through this so I guess, what's the next step? So the winners from each flight go on to the next level of attorney, or how does this all work? Is it go from local qualifying to regional qualifying? How does this work?
0: Yeah, they can. So I think the top three in each flight, they get points uh, towards an amateur um, overall regional, and then um, regionals go to, you know, a national tournament. So yeah, I mean, there were some competitive people there that were trying to get those points and trying to you know do the circuit and and get an amateur tournament so there's 176 players guys in this tournament so i mean there's a lot of people um really trying to do it like you win some money like if you get i think they paid out down to fourth or fifth in each flight um you can get you know your entry fee back at least um so there's there are some people that were just playing for the money but a lot of people were um trying to go for uh you know those points and and this one guy we were waiting on. So the second day, because I was so bad the first day, <laughs> I was in the um, first group in our flight because they do it in reverse order, right? So so the better players come later. Come later, yeah. And um, But that means that I was right behind the best players in the championship flight. So the guys that were shooting like 200 par, um, you know, from a gross perspective every day, um, we were right behind them. So we were following them. One guy comes up, I think we're on the 16th tee box and he's like, Hey, how are you guys doing? We're like, Oh, you know, we're doing okay. Like, you know, better than yesterday. Great. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Cause I'm, I'm like two under for the tourney and I want to see if I need to stick around for the price. <laughs> We're like, oh, 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 you want to talk to those guys that are ahead of us, <laughs> not us. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're in the second flight, those guys that are up. So, um, yeah, there were some pretty competitive guys that, that were trying to get some points and trying to um, get some money and stuff like that. And that second day, we were just there for the show. Mm. So,
2: yeah. How many points did you get? to you get a half point? One point? What, okay. what did you end up with? I got I got zero
1: points Trevor. No, zero. you got to get zero. you got to get a point for trying. Come on. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's got to be I, like think, a point. I think I think uh, I'd be I think I'd be one person in my flight. Um there were however four or five people that did not finish. So I at least did better than
2: them. There we yeah. go. Yeah.
1: They didn't, okay, there's some DNFs. You got those guys. I'm familiar with that. The Olympics, a
2: couple of sprinters, DNFs. You got DNFs. Yeah, some false Mm -hmm. starters.
1: Okay, so talking this stuff, talking the tournament, and I was asking Brian, funny thing was I go, well, what was the yardage on the tips? And Brian, what was your response?
0: It's not on the scorecard, so I I don't know. (laughs) It's not on the card. (laughs) I don't know. Like, all they have is to the blue. Like, if you look up the course, it's like they just have the blues. That's the farthest back they go on normal play. The tips were were back.
1: Talk about a mental. <laughs> that is a mental yeah. twist right there. Like, okay, yeah. what's my yardage? I don't even know. Okay, this is going to be great.
2: They don't even yeah. have those those boxes up ready to roll when you're coming on a normal you know Saturday Sunday. They just bring those out for the tourney, right? You've never that's played right. those before.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's and and on on Sunday on the second round, they had one hole where they had to put the tee box on the tee box of a different hole from mm-hmm. Saturday. If no. that makes sense, so yeah, it was yeah. like completely unexpected. I was like, "Whoa, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is
1: yeah, like, not what I expected." L- l- let's take a look at this. Hang on, wait a minute. Yeah. Where am I aiming? Yeah, uh, now Trevor, when you play, we talked about this a few times, but I want to talk t boxes. So when you play, what are you looking for for your? How do you assess like what tees you're gonna play? Well
2: it, it kind of depends on the group right you're looking at who you've invited to play or who you got invited to go play with right and you just got to kind of it's tough when you play you're playing with somebody you don't know maybe you get paired up randomly you're like kind of trying to not judge them but kind of ask them politely what they're comfortable with playing or what they normally shoot you know it's not it's not an easy first question on a T-box right so um, but yeah i i try to shoot you know shoot for For elevation and where I'm at, just like a 6,000 to 6,700 range, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've said this before many times, you know, when I'm having frustrations out there and playing, I always try to, you know, push myself and go back and back further and further, shoot further distances, but really you got to switch it up. I'm always a big proponent of kind of going up an easy tee box, make it like 5,500 one day, you know, just try to shoot your best, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think the most, you know. They 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 have these like sliding scales, right? If if you're a zero to a you know five, you should play the tips. If you're like a five to a fifteen, you should play, you know, the blues, and then fifteen to twenties, the whites, you know, that sort of thing. But I don't really stick to that. I just kind of go with the feel and who I'm playing with, because I want everybody in the group to kind of have fun. You know, you don't want to have the one guy that's trying to play the tips, and they really should be playing the 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 ladies. You know, so Uh,
1: that's what I'm talking about. I wish we could get people to buy into that more like the handicapped tee boxes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's something I wish we could get more guys to do it and get rid of like this whole concept of women's tees, men's tees, senior tees for that matter. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to
2: throw my father-in-law under the bus here. He listens from time to time, but like we have this trip that we go to Bandon every uh, February because cheap dad, we're trying to find a good rates, but he's, I love my father. He's great. He's, he's good golfer, you know, he just, but he's, he's slowing down. He doesn't hit it as far as the rest of the guys, which are kind of my age. And he's always tried to keep up with us, um, you know, as much as he can. And finally, like three or four years ago, I just had to say, Hey Ron, like, you know, nobody, nobody cares about, you know, what your scores are, or where you play from, you know, I'm just being honest, you know, you do what you got to do to have fun. I would much rather see you shoot for bogeys instead of double bogeys. Right. You know? And so he ultimately made the switch and he's over his pride. Now he's just, Goes to the one tee up from where we're playing, and we include that in the the handicap system and the ratings, and we give him a course index, and he's competitive, and it's so much more fun for him. So I'm I'm huge for that. I think people should just not try to play to you know where they're where they're not comfortable.
1: The damn ego gets in the way all the time.
0: Yeah, I will say this is that my handicap this summer has gone down, and so I was I came into the the golf season the spring at like a 16, and it quickly went down with the new uh, posting, um, you know, every day <laughs> it can, <laughs> can refresh and it quickly went down. And, um, so I was like, okay, you know, maybe I should, I should move back a tee and I'll tell you what, like moving back a tee, even like 20 yards difference, um, on a tee box brings bunkers into play that weren't there before. Um, so even your scores, if you're scoring well on the whites and also you move back to the blues, I mean that's going to change your score by, in my opinion, you know, five to six strokes just because those hazards start coming into play, and that's something to consider. The par threes start to get a little bit longer. (laughs) We're talking about this, Jared. Like there was this Mm -hmm. this weekend playing from the blacks versus the blues. There was a par three that was a 210 uphill par three from the blacks, Mm -hmm. and I had to hit a three wood on a par three, and I was just like I. Like There's no way I'm going to par this, right? The next day they, they had the, the blues and the blacks together on that par three and it was about 175, but I parred it because I was able to actually hit an iron rather than a three wood up to the green. Like mm-hmm. that's the difference I think between, you know, uh, playing a forward tee box um, versus trying to be your ego <laughs> and playing that back tee box, right? Which is, it's ridiculous. It just doesn't
1: make it fun. yeah i i played this weekend and it's brought i wanted to bring this topic up because here's what happened so i played on this course it's a little bit longer course very nice it's uh the course is yocho dehi which is at a casino out here in california excellent and uh so i'm playing with three random guys and we come up and the first tee like pretty much all the tees are side by side right you got like i think there's five sets all the way back to the tips And I look at the card and I ask Trevor because, you know, I'm not at your elevation, but the card at the whites is like 6,500 yards. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play the whites because I'm not familiar with the course. First of all, I haven't played it ever. So I'm going to play 6,500, which is within my ballpark. You know, I'm probably around 11, 12 handicap right now. And the other guys, so two of them, they choose the, on this card, it was the gold, which comes in at about 7,000 yards. And I was like, wow, okay. And and they're older than me. You know, they look like my, you know, playing with my dad, you know. And then there's a kid. One of them has a kid. He's probably about 25. He says real boldly, he's going to play the tips, which came in at 7,400 yards. And I got the card right here to look at. And I'm like, so here I am. I'm thinking, son, I'm ready for you to bring this. Like, I have no (laughs) idea who these guys are. And what happened over the next 18 holes was hilarious because... All three of those guys two holes in I think they each re teed at least a second time and the kid I think he hit four tee shots on two holes cuz he sent he sent on each hole he sent one out of bounds right out the gates mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him like okay so on the second green I ask him you know we're waiting for the two guys were looking for their balls back cuz like you're saying Brian different stuff comes into play mm-hmm. on hole number 2 they were stretched out at least 50 yards behind me and they each sailed one out of bounds, so they're looking, and they're they're taking a while, and so I'm talking to the kid, and I go, hey, what's your handicap? And he says, it's a four, and I ask him to clarify that it's not a plus four, that he's a four, and he says, yeah. So I said, why are you playing the tips? Are you are you like practicing for something? You got a tournament? And he says, no, nah, I just wanna make this a challenge. And I'm like, okay, so we're two holes in, I've seen you send two OB already. Let's see what goes on. So. At the and and the the rest of the day was hilarious. I'm just watching this guy like you are playing the wrong box, and the two other guys are also. I'm like, you guys are not. You should not be playing from seven thousand yards. You guys do not hit it long enough to be playing seven thousand yards. And they had horrible Mm -hmm. days. I think at the turn, one of them told me he was he was eleven over at the turn, and I'm like, you're playing from seven thousand yards. Your drive is about two (laughs) forty. You are there's not a chance you're going to be hitting these par fours in two. Like there's there's right. no way.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, like talk about like good day or bad day. Like eleven over for some people can be a, a great day, um, but if just imagine what they would have done if they would have played from, you know, the that LP was at box, nine. That was know? at
1: nine holes though. He's already no. I, I, I get, I, yeah, I, I, get
0: okay. I, I get, I get. Like 11, 11 over after nine is is still okay for some people. Like that's just what they expect to go shoot. Like if they if they play from the right. whites, that, that's what they expect to go shoot, and that's that's fine. What, like imagine like if they're playing from the blues imagine what they could have shot if they play from the whites like and that's and that's the difference i guess right is what you're saying is it's, it's yeah, like talking, you know like, like you could add a great day <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> right? you could have been under an 85 um right. or you're gonna shoot a 98 <laughs> <laughs> well, right. let
2: me ask you this jared were they how were you doing pace of play i mean obviously we're looking for balls be two holes off the out of the uh, gates were you guys having people push you like crazy
1: Yeah, at first we were. They did pick it up later. And it's a good point because we were, you know, you're, you're sending two, three guys are teeing You're slowing down considerably.
2: Mm -hmm. And if there's a course marshal, it's a heavy, you know, play weekend Saturday kind of thing. That stuff starts Mm -hmm. to, you know, get in your head because you're waiting around for everybody looking at shots and things. And, you know, I think it's tough. You got to, you got to kind of weigh that when you're playing with other people you may not know. Yeah. So I think that's a good—that's
0: a good point, Trevor. Is that your ego is always going to want you to play from the blues? The Marshall is always going <laughs> to want you to the play whites. from the whites. The reds. <laughs> Every actually. time, the Marshall yeah, wants you yeah,
1: from the reds. Yeah. So, so I go. loved it. I wrote down the card. I took notes. And luckily, this kid didn't see my scorecard. He'd been so mad. So on hole number five, he obviously did. The kid playing from the tips did not have a great day. On hole number five, I hear him yell out, "Jesus Christ." So I write that down. I'm <laughs> J- like, J-C. Hole five, right J-C. JC. JC. <laughs> JC. On hole number nine, I swear to you guys, I swear to God, these are true statements. I got them in quotes here. On hole number nine, he hits a shot. He doesn't make the green on the second shot. And he says to his dad, quote, that rangefinder must be broken. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs>
0: Blame something.
1: Blame it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I write that down. On hole 11, on hole 11, I got the Jesus effing Christ, so we we went up by one. And, and then the hole number 15 was my favorite. I think he hit four tee shots in a row, didn't like any of them. And his dad was just... I think his dad gave him like the grace of... That's okay. We'll just we'll find that one. And yeah. like, <laughs> you should not be playing from the tips, son. Like you're a four handicap, but this one's a challenge. Seventy four hundred yards is is a serious serious yardage. That's that's some poke, you know. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. it's a pretty bad day for him, though.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean four. You know, I guess four is in the range of playing tips, but again, you know, you're you're watching them reload, re you know, how many of those scores over the last five or 20 posts have been like, ah, that was a breakfast ball, you know, right. so it goes from like, you know, him shooting a, I guess what would have been probably at 90 or as you say, a 22 over. So that's a 94 versus like what he probably posted was in 85, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that happens a lot. And so his ego, according to his last round was probably telling him, okay, I'm, I'm a four. I could play from the tips, but
1: I can play from the tips. It's just not there.
2: And did you pass them a card, by the way, or give them a, a ball marker? Birdie does. Are they listening right now?
1: <laughs> no, he's not listening. I, okay. I didn't tell him. I didn't okay. tell him about the show. He was not having a good day. He was not. And I think that's what you guys, the, the point of this is, I don't think any of the three of them enjoyed the round. All three of them played yeah, poorly. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's that's, a hard course. I mean, this. I'm looking at it, and the slope is 142. At those boxes at seven thousand plus. That is a hard, hard course to play.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it, And what's the elevation at at this place, you think? Like
1: oh, as far as the, less than a thousand. Less than oh, a thousand. So, that's even so you're not harder. getting yeah. no. I mean I played so we talk a lot of golf. I played up in, in by Tahoe and you know, it was the same. I think we played at like sixty something hundred, and you could play seven thousand, you could play seventy two hundred, I think. But, and that's where the Barracuda Championship is gonna be held coming up, but they're also at like 6,500 elevation. So, mm. to play that as a weekend golfer, you get a lot more carry on the ball. You're playing at mm. under 1,000, that's a hard 7,400 yards. It's a hard day, <laughs> man. It is. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Is. And so, I'm just kinda of like, I'm writing notes, because I'm like, this is an episode for us. I'm watching you yeah. guys just derail, and I'm here I am teeing from the whites, but I'm like, I don't care. That's what I'm going to tee from. That's where I'm going to enjoy it.
0: I I get the sentiment of trying to challenge yourself. So like, you know, lately I've been trying to play back to the blue tees, but my scores have been going up. I got to be honest, guys. Like I said, like I bunkers, I could normally carry off the tee. I'm, I'm in them off Mm -hmm. the tee now. And so that's, it's a challenge to, to score well once you get back to those, you know, further back from those tees. And so I think you're right. Like it depends on if you want to challenge yourself, if you want to have a a fun round, (laughs) like if you want to have a fast round, like what do you want to do? You you got to decide what the right tee box is for you and, and be okay playing those, those tees. I I am a big proponent of playing the white tees because that's where I know my game is. And that's a a good enough challenge for me. I want to have a good time. I want to score low. That's, that's Mm -hmm. my goal every time I go out. So uh, playing the white tees. I've been playing the blue tees and it hasn't been as fun. Um I don't know. Play it's, the whites. So play, play the whites. I, I think it is my tee box that, that I need to play. Um but then getting to the tournament and playing the blacks was a big, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> big, big strategy. I like yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was tough. Yeah, I like Trevor's challenge too. Let's go out and play the Reds and just, yeah, just yeah. play the Reds, play the front. Yeah. Play this play the Reds, see what you score.
0: I will say that the one positive thing that came out of, uh, this tournament play that I had was, uh, the first day we were able to choose who we wanted to play with. And so I was playing with my brother-in-law and, he, um, it was just two of us. We got paired with a father son and they were playing the tournament together. Um, the son was in my flight. So he, I think he was probably closer to, a um, seven or eight handicap. Um, so he was good, uh, about 20 years old and the, and the dad was in um, the third flight um, or the next flight down and um, I can't I don't know what his handicap was, but um, either way he's you know, um, I, I don't even want to speculate how old he was, but we had the most fun that day because we were playing with people that just were, I don't know. They, they didn't really care <laughs> and they were having a good time and, and they were doing it. That was the day that was the most fun. Um, I actually got there, I handed out a card to them guys. And so, um, they might be listeners now. We'll see, see what happens. Yes. Um, and I would love to have them on to talk about father son because they take trips to Bandon, um, every year they go down to Pebble and play in a father, son, uh, tournament every year. And so, like people like that. That's I think that's what golf is all about: is is just kind of having some fun on the course, playing with the the right people. Because let's be honest, guys, we're not going to be professional golfers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I'm not that winning like... any city amateur <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. I think how how serious you take the game is, you know, proportional to how much fun you're going to have. The the more serious you take it, I think the less fun you're going to have. I think the less serious you take it, the more fun you're going to have. So playing the right tee box, I I agree with you guys. It's, it's, it's the
2: right way to kick off the round and have a good time. Yeah. And to your point, to finish this topic up, I would say like, I've seen this sign a few times in courses, last few times I've played. And it's like, don't, don't remember the scores. You're going to remember, you're going to remember the day more than you are the scores. So just go, go out there. I think that's huge for golf. Just go out there and have the experience. Learn a little bit about something you're playing with, somebody you're playing with. And uh, yeah, maybe you shoot a 72 and you remember that score, but that one out of a thousand rounds is not going to happen mm-hmm. that day, typically.
1: That's right. I think to tell you, so if we were to say it, break it down, I'd say if you're a handicap of a less than five, play the tips, go ahead. If you're like a five to 10, play the third set, whatever that is, blues. If you're like in a 11 to 20s, play the whites. And if you're over 25, play the reds. Just, or if, like you said, your father-in-law, I I think I've talked about it. I told my dad, I made him start playing the Reds too. Cause it's like, Hey, you don't hit the ball 250 anymore. Like mm-hmm. play where it's fun. And I think that's the biggest thing. Well, that's it. That's our message for you guys Or Jerry Springer, final thought. So before your next guy shift to T's, play where it's fun and just get out there.
2: Check your ego.